Why? Three letters, one question mark, but you know as well as I do, that question can cause hours of mental gymnastics, stress, and fatigue. I remember it last year at this time, Google put out its yearly year in searches video where it kind of highlights the main searches that people made throughout the year, at least the most populated ones. And that question why kept coming up a lot. You can probably imagine why. Why am I so tired? Why are people protesting? Why is this election such a mess? Why, why, why? And I don't know about you, but here we are in 2021, and that question hasn't lost any of its strength. I wasn't kidding about Ellie asking me why the color red is red. That's a true question. (laughs) And it just made me think to even to a bigger question, the ultimate of life's questions that can be really hard to answer. Why do I exist? Why am I here? Why does God have me at this place at this time? What's the reason? It really is a human trait to want to know the reason behind things, to want to know why certain things happen, to know the because to the why. And I know we just entered the Christmas season. I know it's only the second day of Christmas, but maybe already you're starting that yearly tradition of reflection where you're looking back at 2021 and you're seeing a lot of those why questions that you had still hanging in the air unanswered. This morning, I want us to not walk past the answer to all of life's ultimate why questions. I don't want us to shuffle past the child where we find the answers we've long been looking for. We find the because to our whys. So there was a time when God gave direct access to his people. We heard about in the first reading, right, that dense cloud that was his glory. We saw it at Mount Sinai. We see it in the temple. For a long time, God's people, as they also, just like us, raged with that question of why, Lord? Why is this happening? Why is this going on in my life? God gave them a direct pipeline to him. Whether it was him speaking himself, or it was prophets, or it was writers of scripture, for every confusion and calamity, there was an answer until there wasn't. The story of God's people went silent. Maybe you know the story of Babylon coming into Jerusalem, burning the temple to the ground, families walking to Babylon with no home, no purpose. You can only imagine the questions those kids had. Why, mom and dad, are we leaving? Why did they burn our house to the ground? Why is our church on fire? And you can only have your heart break along with those parents not knowing what to say in that situation. But now fast forward 600 years from then, and now we're in the temple. It's the first century AD. It's been rebuilt. And you can just kind of picture in your mind's eye for a second just the people shuffling around. You can smell the incense burning, the sacrifices happening, the chairs, excuse me, the chants, the psalms, all these things are just filling the air. And then you see this one guy who seems to know something that nobody else does. He's standing there smiling at, you can't really discover what. See, Simeon had been told by the Holy Spirit that something huge is going to happen today. For the first time in centuries, God's glory was going to return in a way that it had never been before. 
And as people shuffled past, trying to get to where they needed to be, stress on their minds, trying to check all these things off the list so maybe then they could feel good with God, lost in all that shuffle was this small family of three, two parents with not a whole lot of money. You could tell by the sacrifice they were about to give, just a pigeon, nothing substantial. And there they were with their newborn child, and Simeon could not take his eyes off of them even as everybody else passed them by without a care or a glance. And I don't know about you, but I've thought about this. And I'd like to think that I wouldn't have passed Jesus by. Like This is a huge moment in history. God in flesh, he's one of us. This is the day that we've all been waiting for. But I hate to say it, I, as I look back at 2021, I find many times where I shuffled right past him just like everybody else in that crowd. And the way it happens might not seem serious at first glance, but I know that you've been there. We shuffle past our Lord every time we ask that question, why, and start looking within to try to find the reason for things in life. Now, it's easy to think that if we pack our schedules with just whatever we need to get done, that we can push that question off, that almost we can forget about those deep questions that we know we need to confront, but we're scared to. And it looks good on the surface. I mean, look at all the things that we're doing. Look at how packed my life is. Look at the time I'm spending with family, with friends. This is all good. Look at the work I'm doing. All the while, that question that we know we need to ask just keeps on revolving in our minds. Why am I here? Why does God have me here? What does he have in mind for me? And those questions, just like for the children of Israel going off into exile, it feels like they go up into the air waiting for a response that just doesn't seem to be coming. But here's the thing. Even as you and I shuffle past our God and our stress and our schedules, the creator of life himself, the answer to all of life's deepest questions, he will never look past you and he won't shuffle past you either. See, by faith, you know where you can find him. He's there every single time you open the Bible. He's there with us. He is here right now with us as we gather as a church family. He's there. When you look at that baptismal font, remember who you are. He's there and we have the sacrament too. And by faith, it's through those little glimpses that you see what Simeon saw. You see the Lord's salvation. You can say with Simeon, Lord, you can take me right here right now and I'll be content with that. I have peace. Which when you think about what peace means in a world that's so lacking in it, it just blows you away. Peace for you means you don't have to do all the things on your bucket list to feel content and fulfilled in life. Peace means that when adversity hits you, you don't let it knock you off your feet. Peace means that you have a foundation that no matter what storm hits you, you are rock solid. Not because we have that strength, Because we've seen the glory of God's people Israel. We've seen the light for the Gentiles. We have seen the peace that knows no understanding. We've seen Jesus through every page of scripture. And Jesus, he knows what those why questions feel like. He knows exactly what you're questioning right now. Because he fielded all those questions when he walked this earth. Now, Simeon wasn't messing around and he said the destiny that it would be for Jesus. It would be one of opposition. People would question him. People would reject him. You know, why, Jesus, 
Aren't you the Messiah that I want you to be? Why, Jesus, did you come to this earth in such a lowly way? Why, Jesus, don't you come down from the cross and show once and for all that nothing can hold you down? Why, Jesus, don't you take the world's glory for yourself? And do you know the because to all of those whys? It's you. He knew the Savior he needed to be to save you. He knew he would need to be pierced for you. And yes, it's true that he has forgiven you. And that simple piece of knowing that the relationship between us and God has been mended forever through Jesus, it makes our own cross-bearing a completely different experience. Every single one of us here today knows that we have a different struggle. We have a unique struggle that's different even from the person sitting next to us. And there are times where it feels like we're just going to keep falling down, never to be raised up. But look at what Simeon says. Jesus would cause the raising of God's people in Israel. You have a God who knows your pain down to the most painful detail. He can empathize with you on a level that no one else can. And he can give you the answer to that question of why do I exist? Why am I here? It's because Jesus wants you to be here. Because Jesus wanted you to be a part of his family. You don't need to live a life devoid of meaning and purpose. No, you have the greatest purpose to live under the shadow of the cross, holding that Christ child every day and knowing the peace that is yours through him. Now again, picture yourself at this temple. You see Jesus being held by Simeon and all of a sudden you see this older lady slowly trying to make her way up to seeing this child too. Anna was just thrilled beyond belief. Here she was at least in her 80s, right? But she had the joy of a 25-year-old seeing salvation right there cradled in the arms of a man I'm sure she knew well in Simeon. When you think about her backstory, if there's any, if there was somebody who could have asked God why and how it would have a justice, would have a right to do that, it was definitely Anna. Think about the life story we see here. There was a time where she was married. She was looking forward to having a family and to live the life she always dreamed of. Then for seven years, she and her husband couldn't have a child. And back then in that culture, that was just debilitating. I'm sure you know, or maybe you've experienced too, that feeling of wanting to have a baby only to see that prayer go unanswered again and again. And just seven years after she got married, all of a sudden her closest friend, her companion, went to heaven. And the temptation was there to get lost in grief, to try to hold on to her husband, even if it was in denial, at least there'd be that little bit of her that seemed to still be connected to him. She could have lived in grief. Maybe that's where you are living right now. I saw a TED Talk a few weeks ago by a lady named Salika Jaudad. She's an author and a leukemia survivor. And she was talking about her cancer experience. And it was really surprising what she said about what the most difficult part of that whole experience was. It wasn't actually going through the cancer. She said the hardest part of the whole thing was when the cancer had gone. For four months, she had built relationships with fellow cancer patients who were encouraging one another. She had a great relationship with the medical staff. These were her friends. This was her family. 
And now as she was discharged, she looked out the hospital at the parking lot and thought, how am I going to start over? How do I have a fresh start when I don't want to leave these people behind? And maybe as you're looking ahead into 2022, that's kind of how you feel. You know you need to move forward, and yet there's a part of us that likes that control of living in the past because there's something about denying it that makes it feel like it's still real. See, Anna could have lived in that place. Of course, you would agree with me, that's not really living. But look at the location where she knew she'd find a hope that even if she didn't feel it, she knew she would hear about it every day. If you look at our reading, it said she never left the temple night and day. She was in the place where even in the most lonely, dark valley of sadness, she was going to hear about a light. A light that she knew was going to come one day to give her that heavenly light, that heavenly home. And when she saw it, when she recognized Jesus, it became her life song. And I don't know if Anna could sing a tune or not, but I feel like she could. And I'm sure that she didn't stop singing the rest of her life. I mean, look what she did next. She sees the child. She gives thanks to God. And immediately, what does she do? She runs to her brothers and sisters in the faith, going around the temple, telling them the incredible news that God was here, his glory, his presence was back. And this small child, all the hope and all the dreams and all the consolation that they had always hoped to see there, In Simeon's arms, there was the Christ child. See, Jesus is so much more than just the reason for the season. He's the reason you live. He's your purpose. You have a God who has had you on his mind since before the beginning. A God who has stamped your name on his hands. A God who has etched your name into his very heart. See, instead of looking at the why questions of life and finding ourselves speechless, instead, we find ourselves speechless in an entirely different way. We see Jesus as the reason for everything. And it's knowing that, that we can start asking the how question. Because you know as well as I do, it's hard to know the how if you don't know the why. But because we know the why and because it is Jesus, all of a sudden Anna gives us a model for how we can move forward into 2022. In fact, the challenge that Jesus puts before us is to make 2022 a year of joy. And I'm not talking about joy that comes when everything goes well. I'm not talking about a joy when your plans are fulfilled. I'm not talking about a joy where everything seems to fall your way. No, it's a joy that goes beyond even the most heartbreaking moments of life. And it's a joy that we can share with each other. See, here at Christ, we have a blessing that is so unique. And I guess even throughout this whole COVID pandemic, I've realized just how unique this church is. Here's a place where you can go to, no matter where you are in life, no matter what you're dealing with, and you know your brothers and sisters in the faith, just like Anna, who have been called to bring that message of hope specifically and personally to you. We have the opportunity this year to be a church family that really is an oasis away from the chaos. And that happens not just here in this building, but it happens as we call each other, as we visit each other, as we send letters to each other, as we text each other, whatever it may be, we stay connected to one another. Because you know as well as I do, if the last two years have shown us anything, nothing is certain in this world except the God who never changes. Let's make this place in 2022, not just the location, but our church family, wherever we may be, 
be a fountain of joy and peace for people who are so desperately looking for it. Let's make 2022 a year where we stop asking the why questions, but instead we keep rejoicing in the because that Jesus is. He is our purpose. He is our hope. And his destiny for you is beyond telling. You, like Simeon, have seen the Lord's salvation. And you'll continue to see that salvation every day until you meet the first person that you'll get to run into in heaven. When you meet eye to eye with a God you so desperately have longed to see with your own eyes. And you see your, your Savior Jesus. And in that moment, all loss goes away and light is all you see. Amen. And to him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy to the only God, our Savior, be all glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ, our Lord, before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen.